You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Happy Wednesday, everyone, and thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. NBA playoffs are in full swing. That means you put in 5 bucks and you get $150 in free plays if you're a new customer. It doesn't matter who wins, so it takes all of the guessing out of it. That's one of their better promos, by the way. I like it, and there's a lot of good promos. That's a really good one. Of course, new customers only. Right. Okay. So, let's talk. Um, a little bit of NBA. Let's talk a little bit of NBA U of A version. Since all these guys are in the pros right now, or, you know, going on, got a couple guys in the pros, DeAndre Ayton and Andre Iguodala. Off the top of your head, and this is strictly off the top of your head. Which is what, bald. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, what player in NBA, U of A history, if you look at and you're like, man, I did not see that one coming. Or maybe there were multiple ones as far as, you know, what they were able to do at the next level. A Judd Bushler. Okay. Judd Bushler strung together, what, a 12-year NBA right. career? Uh, Luke Walton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Walton played for what eight years until injuries got the best for, of him. And started in an NBA finals. And started in an NBA yes. finals. Luke Walton. Uh, there are a lot of guys, uh, possibly Channing Frye, right, who strung together what another uh, double-digit right. career where he completely reinvented in game and and overcame a significant injury, right, uh, in the process to still be a viable contributor uh, for a long period of time. Those are three names that. Uh, uh, just off the top of my head right. uh, that come to mind. And, and if you look at uh, all three of them, I'm not sure any of them were ever played, ever sniffed an all-star game right. you know, or anything like that, uh, but they were important contributors to teams. They found places in the league. They were uh, good people, good role players, and helped uh, the uh, help the squads that they were on, and I think that's a testament. Not just because it's easy to talk in North Carolina-ish terms about, well, you know, they have Michael Jordan, they have Vince Carter, and they have all these guys. And for Arizona, the version of that is, well, they have Mike Bibby, and they have Richard Jefferson, and they have Jason Terry, and they have Andre Iguodala, and all. Sure, you can talk at that level, but I think the real testament to a solid program might be that you have guys who. You can't possibly have fathomed from a general prediction standpoint that lasted in the league as long as they did. Right. Luke Walton's a great one for because Luke Walton obviously had a you know had a great college career, but there were multiple things that I looked at with Luke Walton where I'm like, I don't know. First of all, I had no clue who he was going to guard anybody because he was he was too small to guard a real power forward, and this is back in the days when you had traditional big men, and he was certainly too slow to guard a wing, and it, he wasn't a very good shooter. Um, he, you know. Yeah, so you start to wonder why in the hell did this guy? How how, how the hell did this guy hang in the league for his and, 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 and get paid some really good <laughs> yeah. money? Luke uh-huh. Walton is a very fascinating one. Yeah, I like that one. Now, some of the ones that I look at, um, you know, Andre Iguodala and Richard Jefferson don't really surprise me. They were. I never thought that they had, like, top 10 NBA potential, but I'm not surprised at all that they kind of hovered around all star status. Um, 
Bibby at his a Bibby at his apex was very interesting. Bibby also was kind of done by the time he was about twenty nine, though. Bibby, I think, had a little bit of that burnout factor in that he's basically training since he's in about mm-hmm. fourth grade. So you know, at some point, he's not going to really be that guy. Um, Arenas, that's kind of the one where that's where the hammer meets the anvil. Um, is it? Is that is that is that where that yeah, is? Yeah, it's really not. Uh, that's a terrible, uh, terrible. Well, it was use fantastic. I'm just not sure what it meant. Right, but uh, by the way, it's, I see a beetle. On, I see a beetle over there. I'm, I'm not sure what the beetle means either. Yeah. There, there, there's a there's a lot of high. Wow, that is. That's a beetle, and he, he looks uh, like he's walking on three. So I'll yeah, go get him in a second. All right. But Gilbert Arenas, what did you when he left and he's a second round pick? <laughs> second round there, pick. there was an accidental yes, R yes. in there that he may not have been round, accidental. He was a second round pick. <laughs> what did you a Freudian slip? What did you what did you what did you see for him at the next level? Oh uh out of the gate, confusion. <laughs> because like a lot of stuff just got oh man, he left a year too early and, and, and it's not like he was drafted at a high part in the second round either. He was drafted toward what the bottom third of the second round. No, he was, he was uh, the thirty-second pick. Was he thirty-two? He, he, he was top of the first second round. He was right at the top. Okay, yeah, all right, sure. then take all of that back. We're going to edit that out, and I didn't it say matter. I didn't say a single. He was word still of a second round said. pick when his talent certainly indicated uh, much better. Had he stayed than another that. year, he's, he's probably a top a, five pick. Yeah, yeah. right, right. And then it, but it worked out for him. And uh, I, you know, I think we all thought going in uh, that he had he he certainly had the skill set to play in the NBA. But there were concerns about his maturity, and he was the poster child, which maybe ultimately worked against Arizona, or maybe it didn't matter, uh, of how leaving early could get you in a bind. Right. And and yet, ultimately, clearly, it didn't matter. But he was he was a shooting star player, which may be an issue of his maturity. When With I ask you, let year, me ask you this, and you you go back. When did you uh, when did you really start following Arizona? Oh goodness. Late '80s, okay. Probably somewhere could have been. Uh, all right, so you saw mid '80s. You saw, mid-80s right, I saw right, so some you, Snowden. Okay, so yeah. all right, all right. So, but you you saw you saw Sean Elliott from inception to yeah. Out. Okay, I, 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 yes, yes, yes. I, you, I mean, without getting too. When you just yeah, and, and I can I, remember the I can remember the cats from the '70s. And sure. I know you hate I Even know you hate then. this stuff, but I'm going to put this. I'm going to uh-huh. put you on the spot. I might right have, here. I might just ignore it. But anyway, oh, well, go that's, ahead. that's very. I mean, you you certainly can if you want. It's your call. But when when I were just ask you. Schuster, just off the top of your head, who's the most talented guy you ever watched here? Most talented guy I ever watched at Arizona, oh boy, that I, that, that I saw live? No, just that, you, you know, that you've seen, uh, you know, from mid-80s, mid-80s on. Bibby. Bibby's more talented than Gilbert? That's such a great question. Because their skill sets are we're so different, think- and, and, and both, they, their, their skill sets were excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... But on see, if you're making the Gilbert Arenas argument, to me the comparison that I don't mm-hmm. like to make that I'm going to make anyway isn't Bibby to Arenas. It's more Arenas to Dickerson. Mm-hmm. Dickerson is the guy is is the guy who I physically looked at and said, "Holy crap, that guy's an NBA player." Right. Uh, and and Arenas had that kind of different player, different style, but had Dickerson kind of athleticism. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bibby was much more the deceptive athlete mm-hmm. who who was somehow, a better athlete than people gave him because, credit for because somehow and, and it's one of those things that bad horrible comparison example in today we talked a lot on on a variety of podcasts about how somehow even though he's 
quote, air quotes, the worst athlete on the team, Pella Larson can always get to his spot. Right, right, okay? right. And, and this great mystery, he's like an invisible man. Somehow right. he can just always get to where he needs to be. Right. Bibby was a much better, much more accomplished version of that. You looked at him and said, yeah, he's about the eighth best athlete on the floor, yet he always did what he wanted to do in almost and, every scenario. And, so after a while, you can't exactly say, "Well, you know, it was deceptively athletic," which and, I think is how I started that. And let's talk. And let's talk about that on the other side, real quick. Uh, I had uh, I had uh, beers with Matty M, our good friend, this, oh, uh, man. this weekend. That that he, must have been. He made a we had a, lot, we had a lot of perlative. a lot of KO talk. We'll, huh? we'll, we'll talk. I know but you, you know love your KO we'll, talk. We'll get to that on the other side. But you know what? Can't wait any longer because it's bursting at the seams. Mm. Is the DraftKings sportsbook app code word phnx nba playoffs are going on right now why not put down five bucks right now on a game that you know what it doesn't matter who wins and if you're a new customer you get 150 in free plays 21 and up arizona only gambling problem call 1-800 next step they'll get you all taken care of okay mike bibby he made a very fascinating point about bibby when he said he says you remember that? Uh, he says, you "Remember that series against the Lakers?" Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I right. think yeah. every if you were any form of Arizona fan, you were Correct. probably watching that. Right. And he says he played for the Kings. It was about twenty years ago. About twenty years ago, yes. And at that point, Kobe. And, and, and in that series, Sacramento did everything it could to try to win the. Correct. He, and Bibby did everything possible to. And at that point, Sacramento. you're looking at the Lakers have Shaq at his absolute apex of his powers, which is good. Um, you have uh, Kobe Bryant, who, if he's not at the apex, is getting pretty damn close. You have arguably the two best players in the world on that team. And Mike Bibby in that series went absolutely tit-for-tat. Game-winning shots, you know, 30-point games. He's, and, you know, and Muehlbach said something interesting. He said, there's this misnomer that Bibby was unathletic. He says, unathletic six-foot guards can't do that mm-hmm. ag- against that competition. He says, you might be able to do that against UNLV or, you know, a college thing. But he says, Jimmer Fredette is not doing that against the Los Angeles yeah. Lakers. So he said, he's a lot more talented physically. But I think your point, uh, I also think, though, that maybe more so than anybody, Bibby had an understanding of the moment and an understanding of time and place. I was watching the 1998 uh, NBA draft, and Rick Majerus and John Thompson were the guys on there. Rick Majerus made a very interesting point about Bibby. And keep in mind, this is coming right off the, uh, yeah, the loss, triangle uh, yeah. too. Right. And he said... He's a good athlete. He's not a. Uh, he said he's not a next level athlete, but he said he's probably the best post entry passer I've ever seen. Hmm. I thought that was just a very and Rick Majerus is a genius. I mean, I thought that was one of the more interesting ways of describing somebody ever post entry passer and a wise and and a wise basketball mind who understands the difference between a college skill set and how it works in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And he, so so being able to navigate that, I think, is uh, very interesting. I think you could favorably argue, and maybe you've got some other examples to throw in here, that the Bibby series against Sacramento, the Terry series against Cleveland when the Mavericks won the title, and Iguodala's uh, NBA... Against against Miami. Thank you. Right. uh, NBA MVP were uh, were probably the three best performances by Wildcat alums in an NBA playoff series. You know what? I'm going to distinguish a little bit. I agree with you there, but I'm going to distinguish a little bit there. To me, and Chuck always talks, Charles Barkley always talks about Your good pal Chuck. My Chuck, uh-huh. yes. Charles Barkley, and he was talking about, uh, he was talking about uh, Kevin Durant the other day. I don't know if you saw this clip. It went viral. Where he says, 
He says, I don't really care what bus riders have to say. He says, you know, he says, I never won a title. He says, you can tell me about your two titles. He said, I get it. But when you're having to drive the bus and everybody else is behind, it's a different set entirely. Bibby and Terry, I thought, and again, Iguodala was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But Iguodala's claim to fame in that series is that he held LeBron to 38, 13, and 9 and gave up 42% from the field or whatever, but averaged 12 a game. Terry and Bibby were having to make plays. To me, that's a little bit different in that I'm having to score the ball on you. I've got LeBron James right in front of me at absolute, another guy at the peak of his powers, and I'm having to make these threes because Terry, for the last couple games of that series, was putting up 27, mm-hmm. 25, 24. Yeah. So to me, there's always a little bit of a difference. Not to not to uh, disparage what Iguodala, Iguodala did by but any I, stretch. But because Iguodala's contributions were, they were rightfully MVP worthy. No in that problem series. whatsoever. Yeah. But I can see what you're saying. Yeah, sure. But I, can just, yeah, it, I, I can see that distinction. I can appreciate that. Terry's a guy that got the absolute most out of his because he, Terry. And as a result of that series, in my opinion, became the best. Arizona alum agreed. in the NBA. Agreed. And you look at it, he hovered around 20,000 points for his career. Because when you look at Terry, Terry was a really, Terry was a better athlete, say, than Mike Bibby. Per just, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. run jump. He was fast. But he wasn't. He came also in an era where you had Baron Davis, where you had Stephon Marbury. These guys that are doing these aerial, acro, you know, acrobatics. He wasn't really that kind of guy. He wasn't really a point guard per se. He was. But you could tell scoring was his, you know, scoring was what he did. And he was able to parlay that into a 20-year NBA career where he's essentially a six-foot-one shooting guard coming off the bench starting. So you talk about a guy that got the absolute most out of his ability. I think you could look at Jason Terry. Um, next, we're going we're gonna to continue this, uh, the next podcast, because I got a couple questions about some other NBA guys. But you know what? One thing I don't have any questions about. What's that, Mike Luke? The DraftKings Sportsbook mm. app, code word PHNX. Put in five bucks, get $150 in free plays on these NBA series. If your team, w- or no, it doesn't even matter if your team wins. You only got to be a new customer. That's it. DraftKings Sportsbook app. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.